Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, commercial-free Sharks podcast that is the Pucknologist here on Teal Town, USA. It was quite the deja vu week of hockey for the Sharks as they went one and two over three games this week, and they did that for the second straight time. And you want to talk super deja vu? The Sharks won four to one, lost four to one, and then lost by four goals. And in both Thursday games, they failed to draw a penalty. When has that ever happened? We're going to dive into those games, plus players getting called out by the coach. Kevin LeBanc gets suspended. Burns is kind of cooled off and more. But first, do us a favor, people. Remember to subscribe to the channel. Follow us on social media. If you'd like to support the content we deliver, you can always donate using the Super Chat option. But we prefer Venmo. If you can, you can find us at Teal Town USA. Any and all of your donations are, of course, appreciated. If you're not watching live on YouTube, make sure to add your take in the comment section of the video. So, I mentioned Venmo just a few moments ago. This is something that we are doing for this weekend only. So, during last night's After Dark versus the Capitals for tonight's Pucknologist, and during Monday, tomorrow, versus the Senators, any donations that we do receive via Venmo are going to go to Hockey Fights Cancer via 15SOF.com. Is Eric making that up? I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, they are the, the NHL Hockey Fights Cancer is raffling off a whole all-star weekend deal. And uh, we're going to use all the donations, give that to Hockey Fights Cancer, purchase raffle tickets, and if for some reason we happen to win, we will pick one of the people who donated at random, and boom, we're going to give you that prize. Uh, but for everybody who donates, uh, we're definitely going to be picking up some other prizes and hooking you up with those. So just to let you know, at Venmo, you can hit us up there. Teal Town, USA, all donations from last night, tonight, and tomorrow go to Hockey Fights Cancer. So there you go. How's it going, everybody? Jerk, how are you? Uh, I'm doing doing good. Uh, you know, the Sharks, they, they, they beat the best team in the Central Division, <laughs> and it's, it's awesome, and it's exciting. And what do you mean there were two other games this week? I, <laughs> I know. How dare the NHL? <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's go. Um, like we said, one and two over three games, just like last week. Currently, the Sharks are now eight, eight and one. They've fallen to sixth in the Pacific. Well, I should say remained sixth in the Pacific. They're two, four and one over their last seven. Uh, but how did I do on my predictions? I'm doing quite well so far. I went two for three this week. And I had them going eight and nine through the first 17. And right now they're eight, eight and one. That's pretty goddamn good, dude. <laughs> That's like as close to perfect as you can get, right? <laughs> I don't, I don't know how I pulled this off, but I'm feeling good about it. Uh, but I'm sure that'll all go to pot pretty soon. Uh, so let's get to the first one: Sharks at Minnesota. It's a four-one win. Reimer would start, as Jerk mentioned, top team in the Central. Um, as we talked about last show, <laughs> we we may have lamented, ranted, if you will. That Hataka or Hataka, yeah, complained. <laughs> a player called Hataka 
uh, should slot in for somebody, whether it be Vlasic or Shimmick. Ended up being Shimmick for two games. Uh, Bugner also called out Kevin LeBanc, saying he needs more from him and ended up moving him down to the fourth line with Weatherby and Gadjevich. Total, total jam job on LeBanc, I just want to say. <laughs> total jam job. Oh, man. Uh, the, the Just the bottom six for this team is just... Oh, oh, you don't want to be them. Um, that would be that would be like okay. Let's say, for example, really quick. Let's say next week on the Pugnologists, it's it's AJ and a mannequin and one of his cats, and <laughs> and 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 you know the the director of content for Teal Town USA, which we don't know. He he's a mystery or she, whatever. Yeah. Um, they say you know what AJ, we're gonna have to bump you because um you know the show wasn't very good last week and. Mm-hmm. You're gonna say, well, yeah, my my panelists were a cat and a mannequin, and it's like, yeah, AJ, but you know, we're gonna bump you down. Yeah, like you should have been able to carry that. Yeah, total <laughs> jam job. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, sharks put up four. <clears throat> you can see there uh, on our scroll from Ferraro, Meyer, Carlson, and Hurdle. Perfect timing. Uh, the right, <laughs> uh, the the one that stands out for this, of course, is Dumba taking some liberties and then won't answer the bell. It's a borderline dirty hit, and Hurdle would end up getting two for responding, where that is an audio clip I would like to have of Randy Hahn and his absolute befuddlement. (laughs) Hurdle gets two? (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, You know what, what, though? Really quick, I just want to say that that hit, Dumba on Barabanov, like, I thought it was a clean hit. Yeah, I mean... Even Barabanov says said he thought it was legit, right? So I mean, when the guy who takes the hit says, "Yeah, that was you know, I thought it was fine," then then again, though Barabanov doesn't speak English that well, so we don't know. <laughs> uh, it was two point nights for Balsers and Couture. Uh, we will get to slandering Balsers in a little bit, just not right now. Uh, <laughs> it's only allowed when it's when it's warranted. There you go. Uh, so the next game, Sharks at St. Louis. It's a 4-1 loss. Reimer would uh, get another straight start. Uh, same lineup as the previous game. You'll remember the Sharks lost to the Blues two weeks earlier, 5-3. to But Blues kind of sucked then for a little bit. You know, They went 1-4-1. They came in on a four-game skid. And then, of course, the game opens on a fight between Batuzo and Middleton. Uh, and then Couture would give the Sharks a lead, but, oh, Dolan was offside. Okay, whatever. But the story of this game, of course, being that LeBanc, who clearly already in the Bugner doghouse, uh, would end up slew-footing Bozak. And <laughs> what's the sod joke? What's the line? <coughs> Kneel before sod. <laughs> there you go. So uh, sod would score on the ensuing power play. So bow wow LeBanc. Um, I, at this point I was starting to ask, when is Kevin going to see the press box? And that's not to say he should, but it's <laughs> dude. I mean, what, what else are you going to do with them? You've sent him down. You've done this. He's, he's not making plays that you want. You've called him out. Anyway, LeBanc gets a one game suspension for that slew foot. Despite the fact that Landeskog slewed Meyer, the, you know, the previous weekend, P.K. Subban seems to be slew-footing everybody as of late, but only LeBanc sees a suspension. You know, going back to what you were saying about LeBanc, I wonder I wonder if Bob or 
the Sharks management team or anybody, I wonder if they've considered finding better players for LeBanc to play with. Uh, I mean, it, I don't know. To me, that's, you know, like who? Oakham's, Oakham's razor. No, <laughs> he, he, as far as I'm concerned, he's not even on the team. Um, you know, somebody who can get him the puck. <laughs> like, I, I, there's this guy, I don't know if you've heard of him, William Eklund, pretty good player. Who? Um, <laughs> you know. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, not a great game for EK65 on this one. He had a couple awful turnovers uh, in front of his own net, got his pocket picked a couple times. Um, he saw that uh, Dolan did get one back for San Jose off a great Meyer feed, but a minute later we all knelt before Saad for the second time in this one. Uh, for me, St. Louis really used the long change to their advantage in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the San Jose just looked kind of gassed. You could tell that, like, yeah, they're at the end of this road trip. They're, like, done. Uh, I think the the biggest indicator of that is giving up a team or a season-high 48 shots on goal. Jeez, yeah. Right? I thought it was going to go 50. <laughs> I mean, it, it certainly seemed like it was trending that way, right? I thought, you know, I, I, I thought – the Sharks with that with that Dolan goal it seemed like the tide was going to turn a little bit and then to your point yeah you know Brandon saw two minutes later it's like okay yep this one's probably not gonna turn around for the Sharks and <laughs> mail it in boys yeah and even just like I know everybody is is everybody's talking about like oh you know the Sharks aren't getting any power plays you know, and, and it's a big deal, right? And it's like, in this game, they didn't get a power play, but it's like, I, I, why don't we focus on the power plays that the Sharks do get and whether or not they score on those? Like, getting a power play, that doesn't mean anything if you don't score on it or at the very least generate something good out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the other line from this one, this is when the balser slandering occurs. Uh, LeBanc replaces balsers on the hurdle line. Uh, is that an indictment on balsers not shooting, or is that a promotion for LeBanc? Is that two things can be true? I can't see it as a LeBanc promotion just because bow wow. Dude, I'll tell you what, dude. Balsers, that guy is having, like, that guy's having the weirdest season ever. <laughs> like, when when he's playing well, like he's oh man he's playing so well and then when he's not doing anything it's like it, it's like you you think he's still back on Ottawa right like <laughs> it, it's who right and it's just <laughs> you'd like to see some just consistency you know what i mean like cuz i mean you look you know he he had that stretch at the beginning of the month a goal and three assists in three games like you don't need to score at that pace all year but like you know I'd like to see, you know, he's got he's got two two assist games this year. You know, I'd like to see, you know, if he's not going to score, at least pass the puck to guys who are going to score, right? Would be nice. <laughs> uh, finally, the Sharks return home and, uh, well, kind of stink up the joint a little bit with a 4-0 loss. Second shutout of the season for the Sharks. Uh, Hill would start on Hockey Fights Cancer Night. And a guy that we talked about last week, Noah last Gregor. Week, dude, last month. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, but he was mentioned last week. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about calling him up. Uh, it would slot in on the second line as Bowser's went to the third. Well, while, you know, LeBanc was suspended. And you know what's funny about that, too, real quick? 
Yeah. Who was who was the best player in last night's game? <laughs> Noah Gregor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, even the uh, commentators were mentioning it. It's just like dude was lighting it up. Had had jump. Was getting into plays, trying to make things happen. So, uh, well, well, yeah, dude. And I mean, obviously the Sharks didn't score last night, right? But you know, he had he had five shots on goal, which was the most uh, on the team. Uh, two two hits, which is nice. Uh, a takeaway, which is awesome. And you know, played 19 minutes. When's the last time a player like Noah Gregor played 19 minutes? I obviously, know. obviously the injury necessitated that, and he was on the second line. But you know, we've seen, especially last year, like you know. How many games was it like, oh, yeah, Gregor, Hurdle, and some other young guy are on the top line, right? And then you get to the third period, and it's like, well, it's a tight game. We need to put this veteran out there. And it's like, no, <laughs> Bob went with Gregor, and it worked out. I'd, I'd like to see Gregor stick around even when LeBanc's back and Dolan's healthy. I think Gregor adds more to that third line than Nieto or Cogliano does. Well, I was going to say, what do you think of a third line of Bonino centering LeBanc and Gregor? Dude. Book it right now. I know. Bob, if you're listening. <laughs> it's clear they are. <laughs> All the changes that happened this week, we absolutely called last week. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the the other change, of course, in this one is Shimmick returning after being in the press box for uh, two games while Hataka was in Dude. there, or a player called Hataka. If you ask me, this is why the Sharks lost. Like what? Shimmick coming back? <laughs> yeah, like you know, <laughs> Bob. Like so, Bob goes in front of the media and he says, "Well, you know, um, this, you know, the pairing of this is like the whole timeline of this week." He says, "Well, you know, Vlasic and Shimmick, they've been at average, best. They've been, yeah. they've been average at best. So we're gonna scratch Shimmick and we're gonna put Hatika in there." So they put Hatika in, and whoa, Vlasic has his best game of the season. Right? Ugh, wow, you know, and then. Yeah, a bad game against the Blues, but nobody looked good in that game except for Jonathan Dolan. And then you come back and it's like, you know that pair, that D pair that we weren't really into five days ago? <laughs> Let's try it again. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and just take a look at the stats. You know, they're lucky that they were the only even defensemen for the Sharks because, good Lord, man. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a sec. Um Sherry got the first one real early, three minutes, 3.30 in, uh, probably one that Hill wants back. Ovi gets a snipe on the power play. You're not stopping that. But the problem is that power play, it was another goddamn delay of game penalty. It's like the fifth one they've had in the last four games. I don't know what is going on. Um, Dolan, of course, the story in this one being that he goes out with the first period with what looks to be some sort of shoulder injury. They're saying he's day-to-day, uh, but uh, that dude, that looked like that was a separation the way he was, was holding so that. It was so weird. It was so weird. Yeah, the hit watch- seemed really benign. Well, you watch the replay. It looked like he. It looked like Jonathan Dolan bumped into, like literally just bumped into whoever was behind the net, and then like that player skates away, and it's like it looked like it looked like he was Mister Fantastic, and somebody was just pulling his arm like across the rink, like it was so dangly. Yeah, I'm, I didn't... I'm like, what? What? Where? When did this happen? Like it was so weird. <laughs> I know. I didn't get that at all. That it just. I mean, and the fact that he tried to come back, started the second, took a shift, and went. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, but you know what though by all by all indications you know uh curtis and shang both said who you know and even bob <laughs> said as well you know he'll probably be or not probably he'll hopefully be back this week 
You that know, would so, that would be nice. Let let's give it another day or so. I mean, I here's the thing though, dude. And here's my we're we're almost to the quarter point of the season. I would say we're just about there. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolan's been the best player, one of them anyway. I mean, he leads well, the module. I was gonna say no. If anything, I would say Timo. Well, okay, sure, but, but if anything, I would say that line. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, um, but the nice thing, I mean, like if you want to really find the silver lining of Dolan going out in this game is that Balsers gets a look on the power play. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> and what <laughs> happened? They didn't score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I look, at least they, you know, can say, hey, maybe we can get him out of here. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I, man. I'm just looking at the stats right now. So only only one shot on goal uh, in last night's game from Balsers. Six hits. So guy was playing upset. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> Might have been a little upset. Just a scotch. <laughs> yeah. um, of course, the fun part of this, we'll just touch on this real quick. Look, sometimes you you set promotions, you set graphics in motion, if anybody is aware of this, it's uh, of course it's our pu- it's our buddy Kura. He does something graphically, then something happens, and it's like, oh crap! Now we got to scrap. You know, we we got to scrap that. Come up with something new. So, the Sharks, in wanting to promote hockey fights cancer, of course, tweeted out, "Hey, here's a promotion. Here's all the details. Hey." Let's use the player that's suspended that won't be in the game. Let's use him as the face of this promotion. <laughs> Again, it's the little details that I just take solace in. It's 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 just fun. Uh, and then, of course, the best part. By all means, the best part of this Washington game was hearing Randy use the phrase, totally sus. Twice on the road trip. The Sharks had no power plays in the game at both Winnipeg and St. Louis, which is totally sus. <laughs> totally sus. <laughs> I love Randy. That was great. You talk about people who are listening to the podcast. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, it is kind of sus, dude, that they've like played two out of four games and they don't draw a penalty whatsoever. And look, the Blues... Uh, you know what? I didn't think they looked very good. I, I wouldn't have given them a call e- either way. <laughs> but Winnipeg? Oh, there was a lot that could have been called. But... For Yeah, oh, absolutely. And and to your point, you know, with how, like, with how easily some calls are made, right? Like, you tap a guy on the gloves and that's a penalty. Like, you're telling me that didn't happen once in this game? <laughs> right. So... Anywho, uh, the standout this week, obviously, the top three are Couture, Meyer, and Balsers. You have Couture and Balsers each with two apples, Meyer with a goal, and two apples as well. Uh, the thing that kind of... What you're saying, what you're saying here, the top line has been the top line. <laughs> Pretty much. Which, was, hey, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's a good thing. Top line is earning their check. <laughs> uh, now, here's the thing that's a little concerning for me is... Burns has cooled, man. You know, he had nine point one goal and eight assists in that six-game stretch during COVID protocol when the Sharks were missing seven guys. Since they've returned, he's had no points in four games. 
Yeah, but you know what is a contributing factor to that? Huh? Losing. <laughs> well, they won one. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, good for them. You know, but still, like, losing and not really scoring a lot of goals anyway. So, yeah, it's a valid point to make. I mean, the, the stark contrast between the two sets of games, if you will, but... I was going to say, yeah. they, they lost some of those games, too, when he was going through his for streak. Sure, but... For sure, but it, I... I don't know. I certainly don't think all the losing they've done lately has helped. I mean, you said what? They've lost what? They've lost five of their last seven or five of their last six, something to that. It, yeah, it, it, they're two, four, and one in their last seven. Yeah, so five of the last seven they've lost. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, so hey, they say. <laughs> yeah, uh, but speaking of numbers, we got there. Numbers? Uh, right now, the power play is clicking at 19%. Uh, 11th in the NHL last week. It has now dropped to 15th uh, this week. 0 for 7. And as we mentioned, didn't even draw a penalty versus St. Louis. Uh, the Sharks have scored one power play goal in their last six games. How many of those six games did they not have a power play, though? Well, two, but yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, though? It's keeping their percentage up in a way. Uh, true, true that. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't score on the power play if you don't get a power play. Right. Ah, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Uh, for the PK, after being ninety percent last week at number one, they've actually dropped to fifth. They gave up two of nine this time. Hmm. What? But remember though, and and this came up. Remember everybody. Losing their shit about Melker and Goodrow no longer being on this team. Like, oh my God, that was the one thing that the Sharks got right. Was like, everything else sucked, but at least their PK was so good. And now, no Melker and no Goodrow because those they were such gr- Well, where is it now? It's at the same place. So is it the system or is it the players? Right. Well, and I think it helps too, like... You know, they brought in Nieto, Nieto last year. They brought in Benino and Cogliano this year. Like, the, the personnel that they send out there on the penalty kill is very good. Yeah, but I'm just saying that, you know, like, you don't lose your shit over losing guys like that. Right. <laughs> uh, face-off percentage, still 52, still eighth in the NHL. Oh, Aiden Hill. Oy, oy, oy. Goals against right now, 311, 3.11. Save percentage is 890. You're four in five. Reimer, much better, 1.98 on the goals against. Safe percentage, 938, and he's 4-3-1. Right, it's already been determined uh, earlier today. Bugner confirmed Reimer is getting the call tomorrow versus... Uh, oh, Carolina. Look at, well, no, I was going to say, oh, look at that, the best team in the fucking... In, in, <laughs> <laughs> hey, his former team as well. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, well, okay, that makes sense. So at this point, I mean... Look, Hill got that look, and what happened? The team got shut out. Now, look, uh, you know, any you can't dump on the goalie per se if you don't score. Right. That said, you still let in four. <laughs> so, yeah. oof. I, I don't think Hill is the answer. I mean, I don't know. He's been – it's been very kind of all over the place, right? I mean, he well, had to you, shut up. You, you had said – Well, I'm sorry. Maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was Ian. Maybe it was both of you. But the whole what was said was, imagine how different this team would be if they just got league average goaltending. 
it doesn't feel like they're getting that from Hill. It feels like it's Martin Jones Jr. right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, ba- based on the numbers, yeah, I would agree with that. But I don't know. There's – and maybe this is just – I don't even know how to really explain this. But I – based on the numbers, yeah, I agree with you. But I don't, I don't get that sense from his play. You know what I mean? Mm, like it's mm-hmm. weird. Like even – and maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm sure somebody in the comments will tell me that I'm just not watching the games. But like, it seems to me like even when he like in these games he loses, like it seems to me like he's still playing well. Versus Martin Jones is in the blue paint and it's like, oh shit! Like, is the game almost over? You know? So <laughs> yeah, you're right. But I don't know. Maybe maybe I just haven't been watching the games. I don't know. I'm sure right. somebody will tell me. Well, I I look to see. That look, I'm going through the schedule here. Um, you know, you, you got a Monday, a Wednesday, a Friday, a Sunday, a Tuesday, yeah. a Thursday. You know, the, the Sharks don't have a back-to-back until the beginning of December. And let me see, what is that? That's one, two, three, four, five, six. So that's six straight before you have a back-to-back. You have Reimer go four of four of six on that? Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, like even even him... in games he loses, he loses. He's playing well. Exactly. So yeah, I w- I would give Reimer three straight. Yeah, like regardless of outlook, or or yeah. I shouldn't say outlook of of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? How do you say it in English? <laughs> regardless of the outcome, right? <laughs> you know, I I still give him uh, a look anyway. Blue line points from three games this week. The blue line chipped in two goals, two assists on the season. 28 assists in 17 games. That's that's not bad. No. And that's, to your point as well, that's, that's during a stretch where um, at least in the last week or week and a half, you know, Burns has been quiet. Eric Carlson still coming back from the COVID protocol, but he's been a bit quiet as well. So... You know, you could make the argument that when these guys turn it back on, that that number will go up a lot more. You know, so God. I, I think the blue line is actually <laughs> doing good things this year. At least, at least, you know, Burns, Carlson, Ferraro. I mean, the bottom half of the blue line. We, you know, and Middleton too. Got to give Middleton props. It's really just the bottom pair that that draws my ire. <laughs> <laughs> So and then goals, we got what seven goals coming from from the blue line on the season. But again, I said two this week. So hey, that's still a lot. It feels like it's a lot more assists than we saw last season. Uh, coming up this week, the Sharks will finish up the four game homestand before heading off to Chicago to start yet another five game road trip. When we speak with you again next Sunday. We'll be reviewing games against the Carolina Hurricanes, Ottawa Senators, Toronto Maple Leafs, and Chicago Blackhawks. And hey, guess what, everybody? Puck Knowledge's takeover next Sunday. So, And also, guess what, everybody? Uh, <laughs> the games against uh, Ottawa and Toronto, <laughs> uh, one or both of them, yours truly may be there. Hey, now. Going back, to the, going back to the homeland. Dig it. Uh, and, of course, of note, that game following the Chicago Blackhawks, that is the final game that is part of Evander Kane's 21-game suspension, people. So we'll see what shakes out by then. 
the lines with Dolan out as were skated this morning. It's uh, Couture with Meyer and Balsers. So Balsers evidently taking Dolan's place for now. Uh, Hurdle with Barabanov and Gregor, as we had mentioned early. Uh, Weatherby has been moved to the third line with Nieto and LeBanc. And then you got Benino with Cogliano and Gadjevic, possibly VL. We'll see. Uh, Brent Burns' son took a spin on that line as well today. I don't know if you saw Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah, he <laughs> did. And who knows? Uh, maybe a one-day contract, see how it works out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the team's coming in, like I said, Carolina, top team in the Metro. What could possibly go wrong? Ottawa, last in the Atlantic. Ottawa. They had three games postponed. They have only one road win. Our expectations for you were low, but holy... F- <laughs> oh, man, Ottawa. And then Toronto, second in the Atlantic. So it's 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 going to be tough. But then Chicago, somehow not worst in the Central. Uh, but look... Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, final game of Kane's suspension, like I mentioned. And Kane was spotted at the team's practice facility yesterday. Um, so I guess chief is skating. That's what it sounds like. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, look, speaking of all these schedules, I had a little fun exercise this week. Something that popped into my head was from the first 41, uh, games, right? You know, every team, every season, 82 games, right? But mm-hmm. the first 41, you know, it's going to give you a barometer of where you're at. But depending on how your schedule is structured, it may also give you the opportunity to kind of bank some points, if you will. So I went through everybody's schedule in the Pacific and just thought this was a a fun little scheduling quirk. The first 41 games, 16 for Anaheim are in division. 16 of the first 41. They lead the pack. Uh, Next is Vancouver, 14 games. Then Edmonton and Seattle both have 13 out of their first four, 41 in the pack div. Vegas is next at 11, as is Calgary. Then LA with 10. And then San Jose at the bottom with seven. Only seven of their first 41 are against Pacific Division rivals. Uh, you talk about the opportunity to mm-hmm. sit there and go, look, let's try to get as many points as we can because once we start getting those divisional matchups, those are four point swings. Well, and I, I look at it, I kind of look at it the other way as well, right? Where, Oh, you think this is why Anaheim's doing so well? <laughs> well, I just think, I mean, yeah, that certainly factors in. I mean, it, to me, it's, I mean, you don't want the sharks to play poorly at all. Right. But it's good. That well, they're it depends. Playing po- Who are we trying to get in the draft? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> right. But it, it's, it, it's a good thing that they're playing poorly against teams, not in their division because theoretically, and again, I could be absolutely wrong, but theoretically when they turn it on and start playing well, they'll hopefully be playing teams in their division. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how I look at it. I look at it as a way to, you know, make up a lot of ground, you know, cause if, if they say, you know, Say they've got a stretch where, you know, four of the next seven are against the division. Well, let's say they win all four of those games. All of a sudden, it's a totally different ballgame. True that. Uh, let's hit to the uh, chat for a hot minute. Uh, Berg <laughs> coming in <laughs> saying, just looked at the stats. Hurdle is a dash eight. Well, bench him. <laughs> oh, well, I, Vlasic is a dash four. 
<laughs> well, so, you know, yeah, promote them. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think when you're, I don't know, when you're losing more than you're winning, I don't think plus minus is a fair stat to grade by, you know? Yeah. Like, if it, if the Sharks are number one in the division and Burns is like dash 10, then you've got to talk about it. <laughs> but it's like, oh. I have some things to say. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're telling me these, these stats tell us that the Sharks are playing bad, well, you know, so does the score of the game. <laughs> so does the win-loss record. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, I don't know, I just, here's the thing. I like Barabanov, I like Balsers, obviously I like Hurdle, but usually in a top six, you know, usually you see you see two studs when you're talking about building a line. You see two studs, and then you see a third guy who just chips in when he can. And... I mean, as much as I love all these three players, specifically with the hurdle line, you're seeing hurdle, who's the stud, obviously, but he doesn't have another stud with him. It's yeah. hurdle and then two guys who chip in when they can, which doesn't really work if you want to be a good team. One of these guys, whether it's Barabanov or Balsers, one of those guys just, you know. Needs to open you know, the floodgates. Yeah, Barabanov's got seven points in 12 games. Balsers has seven and 17. I mean, decent, but you're playing on the second line. Like, you need to score more often than that. And I think, I don't know, maybe I'm not going to say Evander Kane, but maybe there's a different player the Sharks bring in if they are in a spot that maybe helps that out. You know, who knows? But I just think one of those guys either needs to get cooking or moved off that line just because, you know, you can't have two, you know, scoop guys, if you will, who are just going to scoop up the odd point or odd goal. You know, usually it's just one. Nice. Well, let's get to the quick hits here. As we mentioned, Bugner on Monday called out the bottom six, specifically the bank, saying he needs more from the winger. He's got to make better decisions, hold the puck longer, work on the details. Called Shimmick and Vlasic average at best and admitted we can't skate Burns and Ferraro 28 minutes a game. Uh, I mean, they're clearly listening to us. It's uh, That's fine. That doesn't take an NHL head coach to know that. Yeah, and they're not the only ones that listen. Uh, but it, uh, yeah, I I gotta say I I'm kind of I like seeing this from Bugner, like just calling out the elephant in the room, if you will. We saw him do this towards the end of last season, where he said, you know, look, it it wasn't he he didn't seem to pussyfoot around it when it would be a case of well, yeah, I think if you talk to Jones. He would, uh, he'd probably tell you he'd like a couple of those back. It's like by the end of the season, he was going, Yeah, we could have won that, but we didn't have the goaltending. <laughs> I, I, I love honest, hashtag honest Bob, you know, like my, I mean, my, my favorite is still, you know, I think there were four or five games left in the season, and, you know, somebody in the media is like, Well, you know, what's your plan for goaltending? And Bob basically stops short of saying, Not Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to the chat real quick, we go. Berg saying, does anyone here believe the Sharks are making the playoffs? I remember our, how many times do we say this, AJ? Not going to tell you they will, but I'm comfortable saying that they could. I Yeah. See, I'm uh, – I don't know. It's just – we saw those first four games, and I was just kind of like, oh, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen the last six games, and I went, yep, that's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> so, eh. Uh, let me ask I mean, you. They're, th- they're still not quite there that yet, though. You know what I mean? Like, Thank we you, get John. back. Thank you. 
Right. But like, you know, we get back from the COVID protocol, right? And then it's like, oh, LeBanc is suspended. Dolan's injured. This guy is struggling. Like, we're still not quite there yet, you know? Unfortunately, like the Sharks need to get there. You know, there's you're allowed to be patient, but you can't be waiting forever. Right. Well, and let me ask you this. How worried are you about the lack of center depth on this team? You know, as a team not that long ago, you had Jumbo, you had Pavs, you had Couture, Hurdle, Tierney, you know, a couple other pieces there as your pivots, and now it's Hurdle and Couture. And what happens if Hurdle gets traded? You know, like all that talent that they have in the pipeline, and, and there's some good names in there I mean, that we're going to talk about in a little bit, but Reedy, Blickfeld, Robbins, Coe, Gushkin, Weisblatt, they're all wings. You know, in the pipeline at center right now, you've got Gregor, primarily a winger right now, but listed on every website as a center. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you've got uh, Yoel, <laughs> uh, Sasha, you got McHugh, Cardwell, Bordalo. Uh, Bordalo, by the way, uh, having, having a good time right now, but are you concerned? Um, I mean, the I'm, center depth is so poor. You traded for Lane Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> is is Marlowe coming in next day? <laughs> Shut up, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I mean, I'm concerned in the sense that it's like, yeah, you probably want them to play better, but like, I don't think it's the, I don't think it's the end of the world per se like there's a you know i don't know what this way is but there's a way out of this this jam right like dude i i feel like i've said it so many times like the sharks are not built to rebuild i'm sorry to tell you they're just not right what i see happening assume let's just say things fall apart and the sharks are forced to trade hurdle right Mm -hmm. yeah you're probably going to get some future pieces for him but based on the way the sharks are constructed the most logical step is trading for, and Doug Wilson's favorite expression, trading for guys who work for now and for the future. Because uh, prospects are awesome. Who doesn't love prospects? But the way the Sharks are built, they're not, you know, say what you want about their ability to win a Stanley Cup, just in terms of how they're built, they're not a five years from now team. Mm Mm-hmm. But let me ask they're, you this, though. They're a right-now team. And, and when I say right-now, I don't mean they can win a cup right now. I mean they should win a cup right now. Well, and Or at least should try to. I want to go back to a thing you said a, a second ago. What do you mean by forced to trade Hurdle? Like, say they're a bad team and he's not going to resign. Gotcha. Uh, John John, single-handedly supporting this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, AJ and Jerk, how safe is Ian's hair looking? Uh, a couple of games ago, I would have checked the stats on this. Yeah, no, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to that later in the show, but he has fallen to a 920 save percentage. He (laughs) won his first three starts. He's lost his last two. That's a little concerning. Um, That that goals against is just going up. But that doesn't matter. It's all about the save percentage. No, I know, but I'm just saying, I think if you, if you want if you want an idea of where things are trending, that's where you look. Yeah. I mean, he let in, he played, I believe Philadelphia, they played, I want to say the Bruins yesterday, and he let in five. Yeah, but he also faced like 40-something, right? It was like, right, he stopped like 39 of 44 or something? 
Yeah, that's the the old Mike Smith special where you let in five <laughs> goals, but you make 40 saves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Philly is letting in a lot of shots. Um, let's move on. Uh, the Sharks earlier announced uh, this week that the team will host the 22 rookie faceoff at the future 4,200-seat home of the San Jose Barracuda at Sharks Ice in San Jose. That new arena is due to open in August of 22, while the annual rookie faceoff will take place September 16th through the 19th. Uh, it will include four teams from the Pac Div, including Anaheim, LA, San Jose, and Vegas, and two from the Central Div, Arizona and Colorado. Hmm. Not sure if Arizona's going to be in the Central or in Arizona next season. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, the tournament features top prospects from each participating club. It was previously held in Arizona in 21, Anaheim in 19, Vegas in 18, and past tournaments have featured several Sharks and Cuda players such as Weatherby, Ryan Merkley, uh, Hatika, and uh, Kinajev. Kinajev. I'm never going to get that right. Why do we have to? Why do we have a Kinyajev and a Nijov? <laughs> Dude, it's so annoying. <laughs> but uh, I look forward to uh, the Barracuda's new arena in a big way. Looks yeah, like I think it looks fun. really cool. Yeah, I, dude, I cannot wait. Um, a good amount of fans are complaining on because what else do you do? Mm -hmm. uh, on social media, but they're saying that, uh, I guess the game experience lately of this season kind of sucks because there's not enough blue coats. And I guess Danny Miller hasn't been pushing the whole, you know, uh, when the puck is in play, please stay seated until, you know, until a stoppage in play occurs and refrain from leaning forward as the people behind you cannot see. I guess they haven't been doing that as much. And so you've got people just getting up and walking around whenever the hell they want and leaning forward and messing it up for the people behind them. Amateurs. <sighs> That's what I'm let saying. Me ask, let, me, let me ask you this really quick. We, we got to hire some blue coats, Chief. So... Here, let me ask you this real quick. Whip it out. So, when you go to a game, you and you're you're sitting on the aisle, or or say you are with a buddy who's sitting on the aisle. Let's so just I, say. I always sit on the aisle, but yeah, sure. So, are you say and you know plays going on? Somebody roll, somebody's tumble, you know, rolling up that staircase. Uh, are you kind of like are you let it go guy where it's just like all right, yeah, hurry up, or are you rule stickler guy where it's like now nah, you can sit on the stairs until the whistle. No, I'm I'm pretty much like hurry the fuck up, like you know, like because it's it's just gonna suck either way. So I <laughs> I probably maybe, should have like a hold have, have like a little stop sign that says like park it or whatever. No, I I'm 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 for sure for sure I am rule stickler guy, for sure. Like if I'm sitting in aisle, if somebody's coming up those stairs, dude, my ass is not moving until that whistle goes. And I've had pe and I've had people get shitty with me before, but you know what? Follow the rules. I'm not, you know, life doesn't start and stop at your convenience. Like, True. well, you know. I, let me. I mean, let me amend my original answer. Like, I'll I'll give you that pass that first time. Sure, you know that's fair. But then it's just kind of because look, for all we know, the person that is doing that, they're ignorant. They haven't been told. They haven't been informed. They are the uninformed fan, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I will let them know, like. You, you can go this time, but that's, you know, it, it, yeah, but there, there won't be a second. It's painted on the stairs. I, look, there's a lot of signs out there 
that people just don't pay attention to. I feel like we could do a, an entire show just on that. Yeah. No, I'm Yeah, that I'm I'm curious to know how everybody else is. You know, if you're in the aisle, are you the let it go guy or are you the rule stickler guy? I'm rule stickler guy. Well, we'll have to jump in on this uh ra- wrap this one around during the uh, Discord sometime. Yeah. Um let's it's move a good on. Thought piece. It's a good thought piece. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't written an article in forever, so I mean uh, Dude, my <laughs> dude, my my 2018 trade deadline preview is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. Uh, <laughs> let's go around the NHL, everybody. So we, uh, I don't, I just look. The NHL postponed Senators' games versus Jersey, Nashville Rangers because the Sens have ten players in protocol. Evidently, that's the threshold. Seven players and coaches. That's okay, <laughs> but once you hit ten, it's too much. Well, and I thought that was that was hilarious too because you know as you said the Sharks had you know they had uh, seven players and it was actually seven players like total you know not just at one time seven players total plus the um, head coach actually no it was eight <laughs> players total it was eight oh because we had a false positive right right Dolan? eight players total plus the head plus the head coach plus the athletic trainer plus the equipment manager like. Dear Lord. Huge, right? And and obviously, here we are, you know, two and a half weeks after the fact. The Sharks have made it through, thankfully. Yeah, but the NHL like, was like, game on! But that's the thing, you know, and especially, too, all of these these people, James Myrtle, you know, going on Twitter and, <laughs> and cry, crying bloody murder. Oh, my God, the Senators are in peril. We need to postpone the games. <laughs> and it's like, sh- okay, sure, sure, but... The Sharks were in the same exact situation before, and there was zero outrage, zero concern, zero anything. But, you know, it's a Canadian team, and they're in a traditional, quote-unquote, traditional market. And all of a sudden, it's, you know, bloody murder. (laughs) I just love your your impression of Myrtle. (laughs) It's, It's perilous. Yeah, dude, it was like the <sighs> NHL was over. <laughs> Everybody shut the league down. Ottawa has problems. Oh, my God. So, um, any hoodles. Uh, let's just bang these out. Uh, another thing that came out this past week, Gary Bettman pledging changes in the wake of all these scandals. Sure. Okay. Believe it when I see it. Uh, Staples Center, home to the LA Kings and, and other teams, uh, now known as Crypto.com Arena because naming rights suck. You know what, though? As as a holder of cryptocurrency, <laughs> I'm very happy about this. Oh, jeez. Uh, speaking of venues, the Islanders finally opened UBS Arena last night. How many, what, what was the uh, Islanders opening schedule? Like the first 15 were on the road or something? 13. Yikes! Their, their home opener was a couple days before Thanksgiving. When's the last time that happened? Damn. Um, yeah, right. Well, to be fair, uh, the, you know, the season did start, what, like about oh, 10 days later than normal this year? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a bit later start, maybe a week, maybe a week and a half, but even... Yeah, 10 days. Crazy. <laughs> like, I, you know, obviously, I knew in my head, like, I, you know, we talked about it, too, on the show. Like, hey, the Islanders building's not quite there yet. 13-game road trip to start. We, like, we all knew this. But then, you know, you go on Twitter last night and it's like, oh, the Islanders home openers tonight. And my first thought was, 
that road trip's not over? Like, (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) It's a beautiful Uh, building, though. Beautiful building. Well, I mean, they had long enough to get it done. I mean, Barclays was such a shit show and all that. I mean... Love it. I mean, if Arizona can be like, hey, can we get use that too? <laughs> Dude, that, we which is, is, you talk about, you we, we talk about it on the show a lot, you know, prioritizing happiness and comfort over money, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Islanders, the Islanders backed out of a 25-year lease agreement because they hated Barclays Center so oh, much. It was so horrific. <laughs> uh, well, I th- feel like there's other deals that have been gotten out of way early like say people that sign deals with the fanatics mm-hmm. uh let's see according to quebec's premier no not ian reed uh they're going to talk to bettman about the return of the nordiques are you kidding me with this we're at a nice even number of 32 you know four sets of eight works out this has to be relocation right I mean, if it were to happen, yes, it would have to be. But um, from what, what I am, what's the next buy-in? Like two billion? Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, it's you know the gold. The Golden Knights were purchased for five hundred million back in 2015, and then we, you know, get to 2018, and it's like, well, you know what? Kraken are going to be six hundred fifty million. It's like, okay, sure, just arbitrarily raise the price. Um, yeah, this has to be relocation. But here's the thing. I, and I know you're going to say Arizona, but here's the thing. I don't really see any team in the NHL as a candidate to relocate only because like that owner in Arizona is willing to die there, you know? And the, we've seen time and time again with the NHL, the NHL is willing to die in Arizona too. Hmm. You know, how many, think about how many handouts and bailouts did the coyotes get while the thrashers basically got, you know, punted away. What about, I mean, really, what about Florida? I, you know what, that's a point that I would be more on board with if they hadn't been trending up the last two years. Like, if they were still shitty and couldn't draw, yeah, I agree. But they're a better team, they're they're drawing more fans, so, you know, I just don't think it makes sense. See, to me, it makes perfect sense. (laughs) Only Only because when Quebec had a team, they were trending up, and they lost the team, and then what happened? (laughs) <laughs> went to Colorado, won a cup their first year. Like, Ian also making a very good point, oh. which <laughs> which <laughs> I've actually heard that from other people as well, that the election in Quebec has a lot to do with it as well. You know, the the uh you know, you go on the news and you say, Well, we're gonna get everybody back to work, you know, that whole rallying cry. Uh, you know. You. So we'll see. I don't know. From what I understand, this conversation has already happened and I don't know that it's going to go anywhere, but we'll see. All right. I mean, I get Florida has solid ownership, but it would just be so perfectly NHL that Quebec was trading up. They lose the team the following year in Colorado, wins a cup, five years later wins another one. That's got to be a kick in the smalls. It would be very funny for Florida, who at last I looked, went to one final, funnily enough, lost two, the team that was formerly Quebec. <laughs> I mean, no. dude, it's so perfect to watch the Florida team then go move to Quebec and then win a cup in Quebec after Florida has eaten shit there for 25 years. Yeah. I There's mean, just something so just <laughs> chef's kiss. Right. No, like, like I said, if, 
you know, if you're if we're talking about this maybe two years ago, two and a half years ago, I think it's a very different conversation. All right. Uh, finally, here uh, the this is just oh, <sighs> some days I brutal. Lo- I love you, internet. Let's get to our tweet of the week. Um, for those of you who don't know, evidently New Jersey, <laughs> their their jersey has leaked. Their their alternate jersey has leaked. It is the stupidest thing <laughs> where they literally just put the word jersey on the front of a jersey, which of course just opened the floodgates for mocking. And obviously my, my favorite one here uh, where it's like, yes, and let's put helmet on the helmet. And let's put the word glove on the gloves and pants. I mean, just, oh, yo, yo. Uh, not to mention the fact that the jersey, this this leaked alternate, does look a scotch, like the uh, like a, a specialty Chicago jersey. What was that from? Was that like a 2014 stadium game or something? No, it's their um their winter classic jersey from 2019. Jeez. But even th- but even then, that jersey that you're referencing that that has since become their official third jersey. So it's not even <laughs> it's not it's not even like it's a distant memory. Like it's a thing they still wear. Oh my god. Oh, that's that's almost theft. It's plagiarism at this point. But this this is just oh, the chef's kiss again. Like you had to be you, you like doing this for a team in New Jersey. <laughs> I mean, because let's be honest, if they would have put New Jersey on the front instead of just Jersey, how many people would have taken one of their other? Um, you know the a jersey that they bought a, a devil's jersey that they bought like five years ago and put old jersey on the front right <laughs> new jersey old jersey yeah you know what though great. it's a it's a great conversation it's a great conversation topic though you can go to uh your local watering hole you can say hey did you see new jersey's new jersey <laughs> That totally won't be confusing at all. <laughs> Christ almighty. I need to think you had a stroke or something. Oh, man. That's so good. Uh, John John, does that make it the Jersey jersey? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Shout out to John John. Yeah, that's Jersey's jersey. John John talking about Jersey's jersey. <laughs> <sighs> I told you. Sometimes kids... It's, it's just the little things. It's huge. It's huge. Um, <laughs> oh, and then finally, uh, for the giggles, can we give it up for Google Translate? <laughs> so we had posted a shot of uh, Gadjevic taking a, a high stick and uh, haggling, loosening some of uh, Gadjevic's ticklets, getting a four-minute power play for San Jose. Uh, put, <laughs> for some reason... Uh, someone in uh, Portuguese decided to say that the shot this guy took in the face is slutty. That hurts. Gadjevic was even shaking when he got up. Look, I don't know how the translation works. I just know that I love this one. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Just like uh, anytime somebody gets a, takes a shot in the face, I'm going to be, oh, what a slutty shot. That's That's my <laughs> thing going forward. I think in a different profession that means something else, but go on. Hey, now. Uh, you right. 
how things going for our dark horses, Hoss? Uh, jerks, jerks, Fuck. Canucks. I know. Uh, uh, what that that started about an hour ago. I want to say you giving out the horse eye. Uh, yeah, that game's actually wrapped up. The Blackhawks oh, beat the Blackhawks beat the Canucks one to zero. Blackhawks beat the Canucks one. Two. Okay, so let's do some quick math here. Yep, same amount of points. <laughs> Still seventh in the division. 6-11-2, only 14 points. Still the NHL's worst penalty kill. Uh, Which, as I, as I said last week, like playing way worse than their personnel would make you think. Oh, absolute ass. Uh, and going back to my point earlier, the Canucks played the second most divisional games in the first 41. So the fact that they're losing... A lot of divisional games. Oh, they 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 may be out of the playoff picture. Like they may hit elimination before the the uh, the Olympic break. Well, and that's the thing too, <laughs> as well, dude. Uh, six game losing streak, two eight and zero in their last ten. Like it's just, it's not even like they've been up and down. It's just been fit down like all the way. Yeah, and if memory serves, I think uh, GM uh, Jim Benning like addressed the media and was just kind of like. Yeah, well, well, we're working on it. <laughs> Nobody's losing their job. Nothing's really changing. It's just kind of like, yeah, we're aware you're upset, and we're working on it. Got to hire some people, I guess. Thanks for coming out. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> That's right. Thoughts and prayers. Um, my Kings, on the other hand, have actually kind of started to suck the last go. They've lost their last two, but they are fifth, and they're 8-7-2 with 18 points, so not exactly a winning record, but... A little bit better than Jerks Canucks. Yeah, somehow. Hey, uh, real mm-hmm. quick. Spe- <laughs> speaking of other teams. Huh? Uh, <laughs> speaking of other teams in the division. Uh, Whoa, real what's quick. What's going on with Anaheim? <laughs> so, well, so actually, I'm glad you say that. So we mentioned, uh, we mentioned last week how Troy Terry was on a really, really impressive point streak. Oh, absolutely. And here's the thing. He still is. Um, Jesus. What? <laughs> you just finish off a hat trick? He's on a he's on a 16 one six 16 game point streak, uh, twelve goals, ten assists. Oh Keep in God. mind he was scoreless the first game of the season, so he and clearly was like, all right, watch this. <laughs> Meanwhile, his buddy Dylan Gambrell is where? Who knows? Uh, is Gambrell still with the? Well, he might be there just based on like bodies. Like, last you know. I checked, last I checked, Gambrell was on the protocol. Um, he, but but everybody on Ottawa came off the protocol, which is why they're able to play. I believe they play tomorrow. Um, so everybody's off the protocol, which is good for Ottawa. Um, Ottawa, uh, scoreless in four games, and he took a minor penalty. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Epic. Oh, dude, so epic. And uh, hey, Joe Thornton came back. Didn't do anything, but he he came back. Ooh. Yeah. So there's that, I suppose. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's go. Ooh, Barracuda. Not a, also not a very good week for the San Jose Barracuda. <laughs> they are currently 5-6-1. and one. Picked up a 4-3 win over the Bakersfield Condors. After being down 3-1, they rallied back for a victory on a pair of goals from Blickfeld and Reedy. 
Uh, both Reedy and Gregor had three-point nights, and I even had in my notes at the time that that game was played, I'm like, how has Noah not gotten the call yet? And then boom. Uh, the big point, though, Sachenko returns from protocol, which means Zach uh, Emong. Emong. <laughs> he was reassigned to the Solar Bears, but uh, Sachenko saves 29 of 32. Good win. Good to see him come back. And then things went bad against the San Diego Goals. They played a couple against them. First one was a 4-3 loss. Could not rally back in that one. And that is kind of a telltale uh, story for the Barracuda this season. It seems like they're always playing from behind. But Nick Merkley did score in his return to the AHL. Reedy and Halbgawax both had three-point nights. So, I mean, Reedy with back-to-back three-point nights doesn't suck. Uh, Reedy and Jaden both having a goal and two assists. And in that one, Sachenko a little worse, stops 26 of 30. Finally, a 2-1 loss versus the goal yesterday uh, prior to the Capital Sharks game at the tank. Reedy... You're hearing his name a lot <laughs> with the only <laughs> coup de goal. And Melnichuk would stop 22 of 24. So, Reedy having himself quite the week, uh, man, replaced uh, Gregor in a slot here. I mean, leads the team right now, eight goals, assists. It's still Gregor with eight on the team, Gregor with 12 still. Uh, Sachenko, again, I mean, dude. Only the a couple starts there, but he's like in the 950 region for save percentage. I have to go get for some reason uh, <laughs> the the stats for him have not been updated. But uh, either way, it makes you wonder if Reedy is the next one to come on down. You're the next <laughs> contestant to you know wear teal for the Sharks. Yeah, I know. Our um, especially I, I if believe... this bottom six is still, you know, not giving enough. If uh, you know, in Bob's estimation. Yeah, and and I believe it was our buddy Shang who was wondering when Reedy's going to get a call as well. I think, based on how well he's I mean, been we playing... had it first, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think based on how well he's been playing with the Barracuda, it's got to be sooner rather than later. I imagine. Yeah, I think you get a look see. At least between now, it's like, okay, maybe we can bring him in instead of Kane. Let's find <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, and also of note, when it comes to the Barracuda, they have announced a new season ticket holder setup this week called The Battery, uh, which evidently is what they call uh, a grouping of Barracuda. It's a battery of Barracuda, evidently. Uh, so look into that on the Barracuda website. Find out about getting season tickets for their spanking brand new arena. I can't wait to see that. Uh, coming up for the CUDA this week, it will be a stretch of six on the road. They have another two against San Diego this week that will sandwich, uh, you know, Thanksgiving is going to be right in between there. And then next Saturday against the Ontario Rain. So hopefully the CUDA can solve whatever the goals are bringing them. We move along to the prospects. Of course, every week we give you the top five as to how they're producing. And, oh, man, Tristan Robbins, sorry, you've been pushed down. Brandon <laughs> Coe has entered the chat. <laughs> Brandon Coe has recorded consecutive three-point games, has points on six of the seven goals that North Bay has scored in the last two games. He's tied for first in the OHL in points. 
now with seven goals, 30 points in 18 games with the OHL's North, North Bay Battalion. So, like, dude, he saw Robbins and was like, uh, give me a minute, hold my beer. <laughs> uh, Tristan Robbins, though, continues to kill it. 11 goals, 28 points in 18 games with Saskatoon. Daniil Gushkin, still sitting pretty. 17 points and 14 with the Niagara Ice Dogs. Thomas Bordalo has entered the chat, now with 15 points and 14 with the University of Michigan. Max McHugh, 14 points in 16 games with the London Knights. And that rounds off your top five. However, there's a couple other names. Ethan Cardwell right now, 14 and 14. As we mentioned, Reedy, 12 and 12. And Weisblatt, 12 points in 16 games with Prince Albert. And, oh, look, William Eklund played his first game with Jurgarden. Picked up a nice assist, yet in a 5-2 loss to Timra. Sorensen assisted on that goal, by the way. Our buddy, Marcus <laughs> Sorensen. But uh, Eklund with three assists in two games so far. Love might, it. Might be good. Yeah, uh, you know, it, uh, like, I, like I said earlier, you know, the Sharks... Uh... The Sharks need help in their top six because they uh, they lost one of their top six forwards earlier in the year. Again, William Eklund, I'm sure you've heard of him. Who? All right. So, look, this is it. End of the week, everybody. <laughs> I don't know why, but you said this is it, and I was expecting you to be like the last pycnologist ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that not the case? Um no, this this is it. This is the this is the final week. The next time that we talk to you, there will be at least something, some sort of indication as to whether or not Evander Kane is coming back to this team. We can finally put all of that behind us. So, jerk, what do you want to see happen with Evander Kane, and what do you think will happen with Evander Kane? I want to see him gone, and I oh no, <laughs> and you think he will be. <laughs> I I'm I I want to see him gone. I think he will be gone, but I'm nervous that he won't be. Hmm. See, I'm I'm with you on that first half. I I I think he needs to go poison the next franchise. Get away from mine. But I I just wonder if this is going to be a case of the Sharks are going to sit there and go, "We've got too much money invested in this guy. We're going to send him down to the A." And it's basically going to be a case of prove, you know, like take those long bus rides. You know what I mean? Like stay in the not so nice hotels. Like eat, eat a little, you're going to have to eat a little bit of a shit sandwich on this to prove that you are worth breathing the same air as Couture and Hurdle and Burns and so on and so forth. Here's the, here's the thing, though. Whether whether he's with the Sharks or whether he's with the Barracuda or whether he's at home doing nothing makes the same po- amount of money. Post suspension, right? he makes the same amount of money. So, like, if you say to him, "Oh yeah, we're going to send you to the AHL," he could easily be like, yeah, "All right, I'm not going," and still get paid. He he absolutely he has that prerogative. Completely agree, but if he chooses to go that route, to me, all it does is is say that. Yeah, okay, the Sharks are right to say, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to make amends, if you will. Mm-hmm. 
So, boy, it's funny. We bring this up, and all of a sudden, the chat is like, boom, 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 boom. All right, so before we uh, sign out here, let's get to a, qu- a couple quickies in the chat. Let's see. Sonic Tonic, regardless of money, does it really make sense, even financially, to bring him back when most fans and teammates do not want him? And I should preface that also that Kevin Kurz ran a poll last night saying, do you want him back in the team or not? And 76% of the respondents said no. Well, and like we, we've talked about in the past, but we even mentioned it tonight as well, and I'm um, assuming AJ agrees with me here, but I prefer happiness and comfort over money. If if ha- if, if Doug Wilson goes to Hassel Plattner and says, okay, you can be rich and unhappy or poor and ha- like happy and poor or unhappy and rich, to me that's an easy decision. Oh boy, I don't know. Because I go back to uh, one of my favorite uh, lines ever from from a movie called Boiler Point that says, "Whoever said money is the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any." <laughs> Honey or money might not be able to buy happiness, but it can buy you a boat. Sure. And you're know, pretty happy on a boat. I don't know. Uh, Ian saying that. Kane will be the scapegoat for everything that goes wrong for the rest of this season. As he should. I mean, I mean if the, I'll tell you right now. It's it's if, not Kane's fault that Benino hasn't scored a goddamn goal in 17 games. No, but I'll, I'll tell you what right now. If Evander Kane comes back, Hurdle's not re-signing. I don't care if the Sharks win the freaking <sighs> cup this year. Oh, boy. See, that's that, my friend, is a great point. Because, you know, nobody's going to come out and say it, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Hurdle was one of the players that 32 Thoughts spoke to on the media tour at the beginning of the year. And he stopped short of saying, you know, he stopped short of saying me or Kane. So, mm. well, makes Ian, you think. Yeah, Ian's saying, lose Hurdle, Kane's fault. Lose a game, Kane's fault. <laughs> win a game <laughs> not Kane's fault <laughs> <laughs> it's man well we're all going to find out next week everybody evidently hopefully uh, there's going to be something to talk about on this topic at least some sort of indication as to which way things are leaning again the uh, you know the, the Sharks between now and next Sunday when we next talk to you the Sharks will play four games And that final one is at Chicago. If you don't think that there's not going to be a significant increase in media presence for that particular game, you are kidding yourself. And remember, it should be noted that the first game, which is at New Jersey, and I hope to God they wear these new jerseys, their New Jersey jerseys. I don't even know how to phrase that. How do you phrase that? New Jersey's New Jersey. There you go. Okay, so hopefully they're going to wear those. But that's a national game, kids. So, I mean, talk about putting pouring some gasoline on the fire. Between the Chicago games and the New Jersey games, oofa. There's going to be a lot of media and a lot of people are going to want an answer. And right now, the Sharks are not talking. So, you can follow him at hockey underscore jerk. You can follow me at AJ underscore strong. But remember, before we get out of here, we're going to tell you about what we're doing. So, Last night 
and tonight, any donations that come through on Venmo, and this is for tomorrow night as well when we do After Dark following the game versus the Senators. Any donation that comes to us via Venmo, and you can find us there at Teal Town USA, any donation that comes through will go to Hockey Fights Cancer, and I'm looking on here right now. Thank you very much, Noel. You are entered. Uh, Noel. Noel. Oh, Noel, I hope you don't mind the uh, the reference. We go from Yoel to Noel. <laughs> uh, anyway, all money that comes in from tomorrow or last night, tonight, and tomorrow night, that will all go towards Hockey Fights Cancer. We will be grabbing all the raffle tickets that we can purchase with all of the funds that come in. And if for some reason... We're lucky enough to win the All-Star Game package where it's, uh, I believe it's like, you know, uh, three nights stay and you get tickets for the All-Star Game and the, uh, what, what, what's the thing that goes on the, the day before? the Skills competition. There you go. Skills, all that stuff. You know, the big deal. If for some reason our raffle ticket wins that, we will put everybody's name who donated into uh, the randomizer thing, whatever it is on the web. Uh, and, and we'll do a live drawing and whoever wins, that's who we will pass that prize on to. That being said, if we don't win, we will still find some, uh, prizes for some random people that were nice enough to donate and, uh, hook you up with those. So again, thank you so much for that, doing that again. That's from last night's show, tonight's show, tomorrow night's show. So basically this, what we're doing, this runs through tomorrow night. Uh, November 22nd at, you know, at 11.59, all the money that we've taken in over the last three days on Venmo at Teal Town USA, that's what it's going to go to. Going to be completely transparent with you on that. And uh, we'll, like I said, we'll go through all the donations. And uh, if if we're lucky enough, if we're fortunate enough to win that package, we'll set up a live uh, stream so everybody can log in and We'll spin the wheel and find out where you're at. So, uh, don't forget to join us on our Discord channel. Chat never stops there. You can check the show notes for the links. Uh, remember to leave your take in the comment section below on this YouTube video. If you are watching and you are delayed, you are DVRing this, if you will. Uh, Jerk, I hope you have an incredibly happy Thanksgiving this coming Thursday. What are your final words tonight? Final words. Famous I, last words. <laughs> I am so ready for this coming Thursday to put on a feed. <laughs> the feedback? I don't know about you, man, but we're going to make. Don't you worry. The, we're going to be getting after it over here. All so, right. Are you coming to San Howe? Yeah, I will be there. Like I, as I mentioned before, hoping to go to one or both of the Sharks games next week. That would be against Ottawa and the Maple Leafs. We need to uh, we need to get you the uh, get you into that club level. It's not as if you know anybody, so um, <laughs> we need to get you in that club level so we can go to Augie's. Yeah, I saw that your uh, evidently your favorite restaurant is now there, so that'll be interesting. Oh. It's so good. <laughs> it is so. Oh, smoked meat. Are you not a fan of the smoked meat? Because it's damn good. Dude, I'll 
meat, smoked, whatever, dude. <laughs> dude you're you're going to have this and you're going to be like, oh, forget that number seven at Togo's. <laughs> you're going to forget it. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. we All right. Usually we talk food on Discord, so we'll get out of this. Uh, for me, look, I, I got to tell you, people, like I want to be optimistic and I have it down on the piece of paper that so far I'm like jerk said you're like as close to being perfect as possible without being perfect. I have a win versus Carolina written on this. I don't think that that means anything, but I have it. <laughs> I also have a win versus Ottawa, a loss versus Toronto, but a win versus Chicago. So what I'm trying to say here is that based on my predictions, it's going to start getting better here. The, the front half of the schedule, once we hit, once we start get into December, all of a sudden the, there's a lot more W's than there are L's, is what I'm saying. Again, I know nothing, but that seems to be working out pretty well for me so far. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. So remember right, to... Su- write it until the wheels fall off. Though. Absolutely. Uh, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you please uh, follow us on social media. And if you listen to the podcast on something like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, whatever it is, help us out. Hit that subscribe button. Subscribe to our content. Leave us a five-star review. Say something nice, please. <laughs> you can find links to our social media podcast app and more in the YouTube description below or the description on the podcast platform you're listening to us on. You can find everything at tealtownusa.com and remember to check out our After Dark post-game show. It follows every single Sharks game. So that's it, everybody. Thanks for watching or listening. We will see you next week for episode 142, which, again, will be Pucknologist Takeover following Sharks at Chicago, which is the final game of Evander Kane's suspension and hopefully the end of of the questions of about Evander Kane, right? Please, please say that's it, right? <laughs> say psych right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's totally sus. Good night, everybody. <laughs>